Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here. We're drinking beer and play a game and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello everybody. Welcome to episode 141. Thank you for joining us tonight. And actually speaking of joining us tonight. So in the past, as you know, we've had a lot of YouTubers, a lot of gamers, a lot of streamers. But every once in a while we like to dip into the behind the scenes. So we've had a head brewer on before. So tonight we have a first with someone who's actually in the business side of video games. So we have Celia Schilling. She is from Yacht Club Games. She's the marketing manager and she joins us tonight. Celia, how you doing? Pretty good. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. This is awesome. We, uh, you know, Jim and I, well, at least I know for sure I played Shovel Knight. Always really enjoyed the company. Boom. When I heard, uh, but Jim, you're a shelf collector. We've been over this. I How have played games? the damn game. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Celia, I mean, have you, uh, I guess just kind of jumping right into it. How long have you been with the company? Were you there from the beginning or is this a newer endeavor? Oh, that'd be so cool to be there from the beginning. But actually, <laughs> I'm one of the newer hires. Um, I got hired right before the pandemic started. So they hired me. The world shut down. I'm like, when do I start? Um, so <laughs> it was one of those scenarios. But um, so a majority of like my time working with the company, it's been from work from home. But luckily now, since you know more people are getting more vaccinated and things are you know starting to for what we've hoped a little bit more normalish, I've been able to go yeah. into the office. It was so cool to meet everyone because I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> y'all are tall. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, so what is your, did, is this a like right out of college gig or, or had you already been in a workforce? Oh, if you count these two years, well, almost two years, the Yacht Club, I've been in the gaming industry for about seven years now. But nice. thank you for fresh out of college. That's nice. <laughs> I wish I was that bright eyed and bushy tail. <laughs> Um, yeah, but I've been here. I've been in the gaming industry for a while. Um, prior to this, I worked in uh, retro video game hardware marketing. So it was a, it's a shift from retro to modern now. <laughs> really? So who were you working with before, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, yeah. Uh, I worked with Hyperkin. I was oh. part of their marketing team. Nice. Nice. Now, being part of marketing, I mean, mm -hmm. I've been in a bunch of different companies you have to probably be on a hundred percent of the time. And obviously with social media and everything, you must, uh, you must be glued to your phone even more than Jim is. And Jim does it casually for our site. Um, I wouldn't say just phone. I'm always checking emails too, Yeah. but it's kind of one of those things that, uh, when I was picking my career, you know, in college, back to the college days, you know, <laughs> you're deciding exactly what you want to do and start studying and looking into, um, and even early jobs for careers. It's like, well, what do I want to do obsessively forever? What do I want to market? Like, what do I enjoy? And it's like, well, I love talking about video games. So why not get into that industry? And uh, that's a very abridged how I did it. But <laughs> um, basically, it's like, okay, I get off work. And guess what I do? I talk about video games, like mm -hmm. as a hobby with my friends for fun. I don't know, with my cat too. Like, so it's one of those things where, yeah, sure. Um, it's never stop, I guess. But it's also, I would do that regardless. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I get off my work for my video games and I talk about it more. <laughs> Now, what was the game? I think we all have that game that sold us on gaming. Did, was it a particular game for you that, like, at a young age you knew, like, this is it. I'm going to be in the gaming for the rest of my life. Banjo kazooie When I got that first wow. jiggy and he did his little dance, I was like, oh, my God. Okay, this hit all the right parts of serotonin <laughs> in my brain. And I'm going to collect forever. So, yeah, I would say, yeah, that for Nintendo 64. That was the go-to. Now, are you a big collect-a-thon fan? I do enjoy collectathons. I also like 100%ing games. Uh, when I was a little kid, I made up this role for myself where I was like, I, if I have to get a new game, I have to 100% the ones I had before because oh, yeah. you had to get as much value as possible out of your game. Mm -hmm. So I did that for a lot of my collection. Certain games like Lover, um, I, I just can't do that to myself, um, <laughs> but I tried. Now I got, got to ask because this is one of the infamous ones for our page. Did is you it do Quest 64? Huh? Sorry, what? Oh, sorry. What? I was going to say, was it Donkey Kong? Did you 100% Donkey Kong? Oh, no. Kong? I thought you were going to go the quest route. I almost, <laughs> oh. I almost got you. Because that's another <laughs> one where I rage about. So Donkey Kong 64, I do not believe that anyone has beat it. Okay, even if you show me proof or recording, I do not believe you. Um, mm -hmm. That game is a has a special place in my heart. Um, Don't worry, Anchor. <laughs> yeah. We uh, reviewed it. Jim got motion sickness, and I spent... 
40 plus hours just getting through the bare minimum to beat it and like you're saying i'm someone who used to love uh achievement hunting 100 percenting mm -hmm. and it, it's funny like with more modern games it gets even tougher i feel like than even some of the retro but that game my god the amount of just going back and trying to find everything it was it was mind-numbing so yeah it has a special place in my heart and it's dark it's down there somewhere yeah. <laughs> no, I, I feel that but also like it has lanky kong in it and i really like lanky there's <laughs> <So. laughs> always a silver lining yeah <laughs> So on your Instagram, you, oh sorry, bro. I was gonna say no, no, on your ahead, Instagram, Jim. you have a ton of games that you like to show off. Mm -hmm. So do you do the collecting as well as like you know just being surrounded by it. Were you the type who just never traded in games as a kid, or do you do a little bit of both? Um, I think it's one of those things that I didn't know you could do that. Uh, so <laughs> I just didn't give them away. And then basically, how my collection um, happened was that, you know, we'd get a game, you know, my older sister would get a game, and then she'd be like, oh, I'm bored of it, and then give it to me, and I'd have, like, my pile of games, and I'd be like, hey, <laughs> I'm keeping these forever. Um, and then I guess, as it's got along, I feel like every game has a story of how I got it, like, Pokemon Snap, I got that for my birthday, Quest 64, yeah, let's not talk about Quest 64. Anyways, for other games, <laughs> I got it for different reasons, um, and it just has just stayed in my heart. So I feel like I'd be giving up, like, a friend if I did that, um, I don't recommend that if you don't have space. I have a big shelf that I can keep working on. <laughs> don't worry, I have the same problem. And I have a very massive overflow going right now, and it is not good. Just build a fort. It's fine. Yeah. Ooh. I can say so, I'm doing so, that for my kid, and then the wife can't yell at me anymore. Ha-ha! <laughs> Loophole. So, Celia, so that's the game that got you on your track. You know, as you said, you, you've been in the game industry now for seven years. Um, did you always know though, like marketing was the way you wanted to go with this or was that kind of, you're going to just take your skill from college and say, I'm going to apply this to gaming. Like, was it that, or was it more that uh, here's a job and I'm just going to apply. It started like, it's, it's hard to kind of pinpoint an exact moment where I'm like, today's the day boys. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of one of those things where it just started to make sense over time. Um, like for marketing, I don't know, I feel like it was meant to be like my mom has like a master's degree in marketing. Like I work in marketing. <laughs> um, my last name is Schilling. Like, come you on. Like, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I never made that connection. I actually found out from a YouTube comment when someone was like, hey, it's kind of funny that, you know, she markets and her last name's Schilling. And I was like, oh. Okay. <laughs> You're like, wait a second. <laughs> but now I've added it to my narrative. Um, so yeah, I just feel like it was it was just meant to be. Um, I guess like a point in time where I like started to realize I, have, I think video games is like my way to go because I worked in like a different industry uh, before, like my very fresh out of college kind of jobs. And like it was in the beauty industry and I really enjoyed the beauty industry. But after a while, you just get sick of talking about makeup. And like video games, there's so many. And like, it was just one of those things of where I just, I, it's something I'm already in love with. So it just, it just made sense. No, yeah. that, that, that's awesome. Now, Sorry, go ahead, Jim. Yeah, as a marketing manager, you kind of just went right in. You didn't do it on easy mode because like we like Hyperkin, like, you know, but Hyperkin's got a kind of a, it's got a love-hate relationship with like the gaming community on YouTube and stuff like that between like the purists and the people who just want like convenience, that kind of deal. So. Like, how much did you have to learn to balance, like, right away with, like, dealing with the purists, like, coming at you and just being, like, angry for sometimes legitimate reasons, sometimes no reason, or just, like, you know, just a general discourse on the internet with that? So, before Hyperkin, I actually worked for an augmented AR company. So, I worked in video games prior to Hyperkin. Wow. So, yeah, Damn. seven years, long time of my life. <laughs> so, from that, I think that was, like, the half step from Hyperkin, from beauty to, you know, video games in general. But it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, beauty is a completely different monster because like video games, it's my childhood. People are like, it's my face. So it's a different demon depending on who you're talking to. But if you understand that nostalgia and uh, like, I guess, like appearance and like aesthetic is an emo comes from an emotional place. And it's very important to people. And if you can level with that, then you can really bridge an understanding no matter who you're talking to. Now, I like everything you just said because it's funny. We talked about how people can be mean for no reason or vicious on Twitter. And it seems like 
we won't go say names, but there are some companies that could use a more level-headed marketing approach or social media presence. Because mm. what I find interesting is the ones that want to engage the trolls or the people spewing stuff at you on on Twitter, and and it's interesting. You dig into these like little uh, war of words, if you will. Whereas, you know, I guess as you've been doing this and you've been with these companies, you know, how has that experience been as far as, like, choosing not to engage or just leave it alone or, or speak publicly about anything? Because, like Jim mentioned, with Hyperkin, you got some people that are a very loud minority, but, like, they, they, they're they spewing things and versus speaking out against it or just leaving it be. So for that, with social media in general, if you're going to argue with someone, no one's winning. Uh, even if you feel good about it and you're like, oh, yeah, I sure showed them, haha, <laughs> noob. I don't know. Like, whatever you want to actually deal with it. Like, no no one's winning in that conversation. Yeah. So it's seeing whether, you know, if you want to engage some, with someone and they're actually coming from a place of, like, it's important to them and that's why they want to express this way. Or there's no place for them to accurately voice their concerns. Then it's, you know, using that, like, energy and seeing where you can funnel into something productive. And I don't know, for other people's strategies of how they want to do things, that's okay too. If your marketing strategy is to be the sassiest person on earth, like I don't know, Wendy's, <laughs> then like do it. Yeah. And if you do it, pull it off well, because oh my God, they will come for you. Uh, but, but like, it just really depends on what your brand persona is and exactly what you want to focus on. So um, yeah, it just, it just depends. <laughs> but like my message to consumers who do engage brands, uh, be kind. There's a person there who has thoughts and feelings and is probably <laughs> checking the Twitter on their lunch break. So they're having lunch, they're eating a sandwich. Be kind to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's very good words right there. I like that. And actually, do the, now going back to school for you, is that something that they kind of teach you or prepare you for now for like the modern world of marketing? Or is it a thing where you have to be, you know, a dumb, dumb, you know, amateur like me who will get in a dumb argument and then look at it the next day and go, oh, why did I do that? Okay, so guys, I'm going to let you out on a little secret. Okay, I got into marketing in college. I took a class in college. I did not major in marketing in college, so I don't know. Let's let's call on. Can I call a lifeline? Because I have a lot of friends yeah. that did get a degree on it. Um, but from what I've heard, marketing is constantly evolving. So there, I don't know what the brand strategy is right now. Like I graduated college in 2014, so it's been like a little bit. So maybe they've evolved it more with social media. Um, I didn't learn that. I was more in communications and theater. So I can tell you about what you study in theater if you want. Ah, oh, theater dork, nice. Yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, I, I'll i take responsibility for this. Uh, I'm always terrible. We meant to, at the beginning, we wanted to say, where can everyone find you? Because I know we just kind of jumped into something here. But, you know, where do you want them to find you? Where can they find you? And where are some links? So, And they will be posted below. But we always mean to oh. do that right at the beginning. Okay, well, for work-wise, if you want to, you know, I don't know, tweet at Yacht Club Games and tell us how cool our game is, because Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon's coming out on December 13th for a bunch of cool platforms, and I'll talk about it later. But yeah, so if you want to talk to us during work, uh, you can talk to us on Twitter. We're at Yacht Club Games. You can talk to us on Facebook. We're Facebook slash Yacht Club Games. <laughs> See a pattern here? If you want to watch <laughs> us on Twitch, we stream on 7 p.m. every Tuesday at Pacific Standard Time at 7 p.m., uh, we're switch.tv slash Yacht Club Games. So that's us. Uh, personally, my Twitter is Celia B with three Bs. And you can also find me on Instagram as Kosher Gamer. Uh, that one's more of like a personal, I just share my collection and talk about whatever I want to talk about at that moment. But that's my spiel. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And I think Jim and I, you know, I think we probably first, um, you know, saw you through through Instagram and like I said, sharing your gaming collection, it was clear like, okay, you have a love, especially it seemed N64, Nintendo related. Um, you know, now that you're, you've been in the business for as long as you have, though, and aside from games that you work for the company and you're developing, do you still find yourself being drawn to trying out older retro games or are you kind of trying to just split it half and half with new games, old games? Like, kind of what's your strategy as just pure enjoyment, not just research for work? Oh, yeah, I, I downloaded Phantasmagoria 
1995. Oh, I love that game. I just beat I know, it last year. It. Oh man. Okay. It was on Steam sale. And I like, mm-hmm. I always would like be like, oh, I want to get that game. I really want to get that game. And then it was $6 on Steam sale. And I'm like, yep. bought that up. I bought a bunch of other games. I bought a short hike. Um, I was nice. on a different interview with Goomba Stomp and they had uh, recommended me that game. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to buy it now because it looks cute. Mm-hmm. Um, so for like, I guess, balancing with retro gaming and modern gaming and, you know, all the things in between, um, it just kind of just seeing what interests me. Um, I tend to gravitate towards things that remind me of nostalgia of the games that I grew up with or consoles because I'm very into physical cart game, like you collecting. Say. Yeah. I'm going to right now. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Um, so it's kind of those things where I tend to gravitate towards things that I, you know, nostalgic, like, or I wanted to play as a kid and, you know, I couldn't get that game. So mm-hmm. I'm going to buy it as an adult with adult money. Um, so it's like one of those things. Um, but also for indie games, it's whatever looks good. Even AAA games, it's whatever looks good and what like feels right to me of what interests me. So just depends. Okay, nice. Now you said, you know, it's funny, you're speaking about retro games and, um, you know, I played Shovel Knight. I hadn't played a few of the other games, but you started, you said about two years ago with Yacht Club Gaming? Yeah. So I uh, I noticed, obviously, it was just produced, but, uh, um, oh my God, why is my mind blanking? It's um, Cyber, Cyber Shadow. Shadow. Yep. Oh, yeah. So was that kind of one of your first projects coming? Well, that came out, what, the beginning of this year? Yeah. Yes. So that was my first campaign, like, I guess, uh, game launch with mm-hmm. Yacht Club Games. So yeah, it was it was really cool. My first shipped. There you go. That's how you refer to it as. <laughs> but yeah, it was really fun, especially since it had such a tie to the NES. It's such a love letter to the 8-bit mm-hmm. genre of gaming that it was actually really cool to market. And um, it was kind of like blending the two worlds that I, you know, like I hold dear to me. So speaking of that, then, you know, tying in with your retro games you love, your collectathons, would, would the most ideal thing be being able to ship a game that kind of tries to recreate Banjo-Kazooie nowadays? God, that feels so good. But <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, it just depends. Because I don't know, it's like if it recreates Banjo-Kazooie, like am I just going to completely co- like compare it to Banjo-Kazooie and be like, yeah. ah, it's not, it's not the same magic. I'm not 10. That's why it's not right. <laughs> like you don't know. Um, yeah. So, but we don't know what the future, I don't know, like our, like, Shovel Knight could be in any type of thing. We could do, I don't know, Shovel Knight Pizza Party or like Shovel Knight Goes <laughs> to College. I don't know. Like, it could be anything in the sun. You don't know. Uh, we haven't seen that Shovel Knight's an all-encompassing franchise. So since, you know, we've had our platforming, we also did, um, we're doing a puzzle game, which releases on December 13th, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. Who said that? Anyways, uh, <laughs> so you never, you never know what's next. Besides so, Dick, you already announced that. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, so... You know, without being able being able to leak too much to us with the game coming out, and what's that date again? December thirteenth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so with that coming out, is there? You know, obviously, I know you're in the marketing side, but are you get how early access are you given to that game? Are you given that game before it's finished product? Um, as someone who's just working on a team, like, do you get full access right from the get go? Or yeah, right um, from the get. <laughs> so I can play it at any process of any time of anything. Okay, so That's the thing awesome. about Yacht Club Games, which differs to maybe other companies. I don't know. I don't work for them. I don't know what they do. Uh, so it's kind of those things where we're very hands-on. So everyone has hands-on into anything. Like I sat in when we were writing some of the story for Pocket Dungeon. And like we were talking about things. Actually, wait, I think it was Dig and we also talked about Pocket Dungeon. But I was like in the room for that mm-hmm. as well. So anything that you're interested in talking about or being involved with, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to be there. That's so, awesome. yeah, I have uh, I've played very early versions of Pocket Dungeon. I have obviously the late stage. I've clocked in probably over 100 hours of the game. <laughs> um, I am aggressively good at it, just so you guys know. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of one of those things where, yeah, like I've, I think I've been involved for a decent amount of the process. Obviously, I'm not in the coding room, you know, working with Mig and working with like Caesar and, and sure. Russell on it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm pretty attached to the process. Now, that's awesome. So, But, you know, being a gamer and someone who's so passionate about it, mm-hmm. 
it is a job now. And even though you're you're obviously you're doing something much more fun than the majority of us for for a job at the end of the day, it's still it's still a fun thing. But is there a part of you that like not saying with this game, but is there like are you able to fully turn off your analytical mind when gaming now, or is there always a part of you that now thinks about all the behind the scenes and like has that changed your view on even how you game on a casual note or or regularly? So it's actually a few things. Um, I've become more understanding. Like if a game gets pushed out, um, it's like, oh, there could be a, ver- a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. And so like as a consumer, like if something gets moved, I'm always like, oh, like that's totally fine. Like, you know, <laughs> you may have done like a smoke test and like things, you know, you found new bugs that you're like, oh no, we have to fix that. Or, you know, there are development issues or there's funnels. Like, so I became more understanding, I would say, um, as turning off my brain. I feel like when I read like copy, like for advertisements for games, that's when my brain switches on. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I see what you did. Great <laughs> job highlighting those features, marketing team. So I feel like it's more of camaraderie than anything like else. Um, and then actual for game development, luckily, since I'm not to like that level of understanding, I can still enjoy games like to a T, like I, I enjoy everything still. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, I, I feel like some people can become jaded. I mean, we've talked to content creators, but no one, like Jim said, behind the scenes. And it's funny because they all have that, that feeling of like, I do like playing games, but there is a part of you like you're constantly recording footage or you're doing stuff that that makes you almost think of it. It's not work, but it's not like you're sitting down and just playing the game and strictly that's it. Like there's, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sure a lot of people get into that, but that's good. You've still been able to separate it a a bit. Mm -hmm. And actually, speaking of games you've been sitting down and playing, besides, of course, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon comes out on December 13th. Uh, what have you been playing lately for uh, <laughs> just sitting down casually? Uh, pocket Dungeon. Okay. <laughs> I've literally, like right before we uh, we jumped on this call, I was recording Pocket Dungeon. So I've been living and breathing in on it. And by the way, did you know that it comes on Nintendo Switch, PS4, and on PC, which is Steam? Um, and so basically, yeah, I've been playing it on all of those platforms. Wow. And do you um, know the links are all below where you can find it for all this stuff? All that below. And depending <laughs> yeah. on whether it's, it's live or not, you can pre-order on Steam and on Nintendo Switch right now. Do wow, it. so cool. <laughs> wow. Uh, can't stop. Won't stop. Anyways, um, so other games. Mm, I'm more recently, like a short hike. I played a tiny bit of Phantasmagoria. I played two minutes of Emily is a Way 2. Um, it's because my friends came over earlier than mm-hmm. I had thought, so I had to turn it off. And I'm like, I hate when friends get in the way of gaming. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's that. Um, I think that's it right now because Pocket Dungeon's been like my main love in my life right now. So have you always <laughs> been like a crazy puzzle kind of player, or has it just been because of work and all of a sudden I think you kind of fell in love with by doing that? So I've played a bunch of different puzzle games before, but like different types. Like, you know, there's the. the why did I just forget the name? Um, you know, where he's like, I right, let's solve a puzzle. Um, why am I forgetting it? They did a crossover with Ace Attorney. Um, oh, um, you know, he's like a, he has a top hat. He's oh, a little, Professor little, Layton? Yeah, there we go. I just <laughs> forgot about him. Um, yeah, I played a lot of his games. Awkward. Sorry, Layton. Um, I don't know, as a kid, like with Nintendo 64, like, I uh, played Pokemon Puzzle-y. I was going to say, uh, you were a puzzle girl, weren't you? I did like it, but I also like 3D platforming. Like, obviously, Banjo-Kazooie. I'm Banjo Tooie, <laughs> Mario 64, all that good stuff. Um, but I also really like Zelda games, the huge Zelda fan. I was, um, I was shocked actually when you said games that turned you on and you knew like this was the game. I was waiting for Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. You know, you said seeing seeing your Instagram, I was like, I'm sure it's going to be a Zelda game. And if I had made a bet, I would have lost. So oh, good. Well, next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. No, but the thing is, though, is that my favorite Zelda game is actually Majora's Mask because I have a bunch of reasons why. But uh, yeah, so if I didn't have Banjo Kazooie, yeah, I would go Majora's Mask, and then after that, I would go Thousand Year Door. It's really okay. good. What has been your take on the whole Switch N64 online and how they've emulated those games since you do love them? I haven't paid too much attention to it because I've been really busy. (laughs) But I also own the games personally, so and I prefer to play on original hardware, and I'm so cheap. So, like, 
I'm like, I have the game already, like, and I have it on GameCube, so I don't need to play it again. Uh, not play it again. I'll still replay it. But you know what I mean. I don't need to buy it again. Keep buying it. Buy the fifth time. Yeah. Unless it's shoveled in games, I have everyone agree. Every platform you should buy it on there. <laughs> everyone. But besides that, you know, who said that one? So I love though <laughs> that you throw in there with all the games you just mentioned. The one that sticks out, and as I'm the the horror game guy, is the Phantasmagoria. So. Are you a big fan of point and click and FMV games, or are you a fan of horror games, or maybe both? So I'm a fan of point and click games. Okay. So um, so when you say that though, because like obviously, like it all started with Putt Putt Goes to the Moon when I was a kid. <laughs> Remember that one? Have you ever played that as an adult? I've heard of it. I've never. I've saw it, but I've never played it. I, I had a go Mac to the moon. Spoiler so. alert. <laughs> Damn it! He went to the moon. Now I can't play it. <laughs> ah, um, so yeah, so there's that, and then like it's grown over the years, and then also like I don't know if it counts as point and click, but like the Danganronpa series, I love Danganronpa. Mm. Have you ever played it? I'm probably I've heard saying of it a lot, but I've never touched it. Oh, I'm aggressively in love with it. Go play it. It's amazing. Um, so I like a lot of like story-based games, like where it's really heavy on the story and you can get kind of involved where you can like discover what the main characters or like whatever the sort for that. Or like the 999 series. It's like puzzles, but you're also pointing and clicking on stuff. It's like the Nonary Games. I think that's what it's actually called. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so I like those. Horror games, um, I get scared very easily. I have anxiety problems. So those don't mix well together. I don't know why I'm playing Phantasmagoria. Let's find out. <laughs> well, that's why, like I said, as soon as you said, I was like, oh, maybe she likes horror games too. And, and uh, yeah, so that, that's interesting. You like the point and click. So if you like point and click, um, Jim, what's that game you have for the CDI? Uh, oh, what, Seventh Guest? Seventh Guest, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? No, I actually have no experience with the Philips CDI, so... L luckily, it came out on PC thing. and stuff beforehand. I know, CDI but I fantasize going to a thrift store and seeing it next That's to an Apple Pippin and a Casio... Uh, the Casio? It was... No, what was it called? The uh, Casio Loopy. There we go. Why did I forget yeah. that? I love that one. <laughs> I fantasize going to a, a Goodwill and seeing the, that there, and they think it's like a VCR, so it's like $5, and then I buy it. So that's been my... Have you my watched goodness. this before? Because that's exactly how I got my CDI. Yeah, that's how Jim oh, got Oh, I hate this. you. Jim, <laughs> that's my dream. I was at a Goodwill. Still has its sticker on there for six ninety seven, And I was like, I was, I was like, this is a big-ass DVD player. And I was like, huh, Phillips. And I looked at the number. I was like, wait a second. And then like I like viciously looked at my phone like seven times. And I was like, holy crap, that's a CDI. So, and of course, it was right next home. to DVD and VCR players. Uh -huh. Oh, man. That's like... I've been joking that for like five years now. <laughs> See, you willed it into existence, and now he got it. Yeah, for Jim, rude. Oh God, you wasted it on me. Oh, poor thing. All right, do that. Do that again, but with a 3DO. Because I really okay. want a 3DO, and I don't want to pay today. Okay, I really want a Wonder Swan. So if we're going down the list, oh, like we have okay. To... I'll, I'll keep an eye out. Maybe it'll work in reverse for you. Okay. Now I need to get the Vectrex to to make Jim angry, since that's what he's wanted. Knowing you, you'll actually find it and get it then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So those are the games you've been able to play. Now, let me ask you, obviously, since we are a beer channel, have you do you drink beer or any type of alcohol or no? So um, normally, yes, I'm a wine person. Mm -hmm. But um, when I drink beer, I, know, I like a lot of cervezas or like okay. I go on the other side of things and just do IPAs because like, right. I like bitter beers. Ooh. So now do you like... Do you like so you like the hot bitter or well I guess do, have you ever tried any sours that you've liked? I tried some sours, not real like they're okay. Yeah. Like the thing is though is that I do not know what's the word. Uh, I am ignorant with beer. I know the names like I know Green Flash. I like yeah. that one. <laughs> um, I know the uh, this isn't like a like a cerveza or IPA, but the Celia beer because it's my name. There you go. It's from yeah. Czechoslovakia. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Um, it's really funny because there's shilling cider, and then I'll like double fist it with my name. It's really I was cool. gonna say yes. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna ask about the shilling. <laughs> hey, so it's funny. You you talk about marketing, and Jim and I have comment for a while now on the marketing of beer. What beer does right now is the thing that I think uh, 
newer generations are going to miss out very much for video games is the idea of like going in all you have is the physical cover to look at and you, you're completely ignorant to anything else and beers like are right now going through this weird thing where a lot of them are going to a complete minimalist style whereas before mm-hmm. they were big bold like art on the front and we've talked with a few brewers and how they hire them but new ones literally will just be like text or something that makes it come off a little boring. And it's a choice, and that's fine. But like when you're looking for eye appeal, it's funny. So I love the idea, though, that you, you're just choosing beers. You're like, hey, that's my name. That's my last name. Like I like that because everyone starts off, no matter who they are, you just look at a label and you say, that kind of looks cool. And you grab it, and that's how you try different things. So I definitely like that. Uh, that's the approach. thank you now i know you're you're just getting done work but are you enjoying any beer right now or is it uh so right now oh no i'm not getting off work right now uh so (laughs) i have it's in a guinness glass and it's water so (laughs) i decided to be included with you guys oh i also like guinness by the way um but yeah so it's just water now guinness uh have you have you ever been to ireland no i haven't I'd always highly recommend to people that of all the breweries I've been to, that one is, uh, it's like the Disney World of breweries. So if you go to Ireland, just highly recommend it. And even my wife, who not into beer at all, had a great time there. She's like, oh, this is a really cool place. So, yeah, definitely, definitely give that a try if you ever go there. Now, what about you, Jambers? What What are you drinking tonight? I am drinking, continuing from uh, my harpoon. Yep. (laughs) From Harpoon's little uh, joining in with Dunkin' Donuts. The Harpoon Dunkin' Midnight. So this is the one that will probably make the most sense for this uh, little collaboration. It's an American Porter. Brewed with Dunkin' Donuts coffee in there. So comes in at 6%. I'm halfway through my second one already. And yeah, it's very smooth. It's I don't know if it does anything to really truly set itself apart from like other porters out there. But I can actually taste the Dunkin' in it, surprisingly enough. So. Yeah. If you go to Dunkin' every morning like I do, you're like, oh, yeah, that tastes like Dunkin'. Now, Celia, I would highly recommend this next one, but you are your California, right? Yes. So I don't know if they distribute out there, but on the East Coast, uh, Trogues is very popular, and it's one of our bigger breweries, but this one is called Mad Elf, and mm-hmm. it's brewed with uh, honey, cherries, and it's just... It's strong because it's 11%, so it's a little, little bit on the hefty side. Uh, you go through one or two bottles, you'll, you'll definitely feel it, but it's yeah. not too heavy with the cherries or honey, so it's like not overly sweet. Um, it's a very chill beer, and I'm just about to finish this one. So, yeah, it's one that I would highly recommend if you ever come to the East Coast or they start distributing out there. It's pretty tasty if you like cherries or honey. If you don't, then, yeah. <laughs> Well, next time I'm visiting PAX East, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jambers, what now? Uh, have you been able to play the Plague's Tale? Because I know you're not a story guy, but yeah, I know I've a, been telling it's, you. <laughs> it's actually funny when she's like, I really love story games. I was like, uh oh. Because <laughs> I'm the kind of guy who goes skip, 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 skip. So, no. Uh, yeah. yeah. Blasphemy. Honeymoon's over. But what do you call it? Uh, yeah, what do you call it? I have not been able to play Plague's Tale yet. I did download it, but I have not been able to get around to it to have, like, any time. The only gaming I've really done lately is actually Zelda. With uh, I picked up the Game & Watch, and I've been playing Link's Awakening, a game I've never played before. And I've been playing it on my lunch breaks uh, off that little screen. And you know what? It's fun! I'm terrible at Zelda games, I've come to realize. Because it took me way too long to figure out how to get into the first dungeon. But, yeah, I'm having a good time with it. See, Jim, if you didn't skip all the scenes, we might. if you read some of the text, you'd understand the context. I've had to go back and reread some dialogue things a few times. And be like, oh. <laughs> oh. If yeah. I, just... <laughs> I have to pay attention. <laughs> so you got the game and watch? Yes, I did. Jim. What? You, don't you, like, you have all those games. Like, you just keep rebuying all these little. No, I've never had Link's Awakening before. Hmm. Never had it on any platform or anything like that, so this is the first time I've had it. And with all the time that I put into the uh, Super Mario one, I'm like, I'll get my money's worth out of this. And this yeah. one's actually closer to being worth the 50 bucks. So, Wait, yeah. Link's Awakening's in the game of watch? Yeah, I it didn't... comes with Zelda 1, 2, and Link's Awakening. 
That makes it so much more worth it. I just thought it was Zelda One. I was like, <laughs> you're like, wait a second, okay. that's not worth it at all. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, okay, Zelda One's great, but like, you you know, you can also get it for like five dollars, a mm-hmm. billion maybe. other things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, eh. but yeah, oh, I love Link's Awakening. I wish they had Oracle of Seasons and Ages on there. That'd be so cool. I'm sure, knowing Nintendo, that they will melt that to that. death, and we will yeah. be getting multiples of these with all those on there. Yeah. Nintendo, for everything they do, they know how to resell the same game. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> you know, they did like a game and watch with like the GBA game. So, like, Minish Cap and, or in like some of the Game Boy Color ones, like Ages and Seasons. That'd be pretty cool. All games I've never played. Yeah. What? You've never played the Minish Cap? <laughs> I, I've spent like five minutes on it. Because <laughs> I was a 3D. I was Who a th- are you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a very, a very weird taste with video games. But what do you call it? Uh, so I am a 3DS ambassador. So what do you call it? Like, I have Minish Cap on there. And I was like meant to play it years ago. And then I accidentally dropped my 3DS and then the screen broke. And then I didn't get fixed for a couple years. And I was so worried about like losing my ambassador games that like I never just bought another one. So I was like, oh, I'll get this fixed eventually or fix it myself. So Is then it-, it was like years down the line. Did you get it fixed? Yes, I did eventually get it. Fixed. Oh, okay. I was about to like I was about to give you so much shit. Like, oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 don't worry. I got it fixed. I played through Metroid Fusion this year. That's how I did it. So okay, okay. Yeah, but no, I'll eventually get to it. I like I started playing and I was like, this is too much story for me to handle right now. So <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Yeah, it's, Jim's gotta waste all his time. He's like, Oh, I need another Japanese exclusive shooter that's the same as all the other shooters I've played, because God forbid I care about story. <laughs> yeah, who needs yes. to learn the meaning of friendship, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have any growing up i don't need them now man <laughs> jim <laughs> yeah no that's been spending the most of my time on that so well jim speaking of our friends and and people we do care about let's get to our awesome patrons and their questions this week because i know we have a ton of them yes patreon.com slash drink a berry play game where for as little as two dollars a month you can ask a question that we'll answer on each and every single one of these power hour podcasts so first up from JD Mains, will we see another EA Tiger Woods PGA Tour release? If EA designs the game so Bryson Doshimbo and Brooks Copa fistfight during match play, I would prepay anything EA wants and endure loot boxes. I don't know anything about pro golf. I was gonna say it's the wrong crowd for me. Do golfers you? actually get in a fight? I might actually start watching. That happens more. I. This is completely out of my alley. <laughs> I don't. Um, to answer his question, go. I don't think <laughs> it'll have the Tiger Woods license anytime soon. Maybe that's still a little bit of a iffy area, but because you know they dropped him after that whole thing he had about a decade ago. But I mean, I don't even think they've had any hot golf games, had they? I, I got to look into that. I've not paid attention at all. Jim, prepare prepare for a really stupid question. Go on. I didn't realize he still actively played. I thought his son played. He has a son? No, no. Tiger came back. I think he's won like one or two uh, majors since like he came back. So he's had a little bit of success. Yeah, I thought he got in like a really bad car accident like last year or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So, JD, I do like the question, but unfortunately, none of us are that much into golf. So I can't answer. Sorry, bud. (laughs) Right. right. I like video games. And if I don't read the story of that, you think I'm going to read a newspaper? Come on. Jim doesn't like any stories. <laughs> Words hurt me. They're too hard. Next up, uh, from actually, Kev Call just said he loved the concept from last week about uh, picking specific gears and comparing them. So we'll definitely be doing that in future episodes. Yeah, for sure. So thanks, bud. And he was like, I meant to leave a question. I'll share for the next episode. Sounds good. All next right. up, from Michael Soto. What is your favorite football game? We used to have plenty of options back in the day for different series, and now all we have is Madden, for the most part. It can be new or old. I'm curious if it's Madden, 2K, Street, QB Club, AFL, Mutant. Which one holds the interest the most, and is there a specific gear? Damn. Uh, easy answer for me is Tecmo Super Bowl. Um, uh, and I love the Blitz games, but I have more nostalgia because of um, Tecmo Super Bowl, so I'm sticking with that. I did really enjoy a lot of the Maddens, but not enough that I wasn't like that was my brother he was Genesis because you know Genesis is only good for sports titles we know that <laughs> not doing this again 
<laughs> and basically, he would be the one that every year, year in, year out, get every Madden, and he continued that, you know, up until whatever generation of games. I didn't get stuck with that, so yeah, Tecmo Super Bowl, because it's still playable even if you're not a big football fan, and I love that they do mods with current-gen rosters. So, that's my go-to. Celia? Ever dabble? Um... <laughs> Like Techno Super Bowl, like the Techno Bowl game in theory, because like when, like back in the day, my old job, like they would market with it with the the Retron One HD. So that's yeah. my experience there. I also have for the Nintendo sixty four Madden ninety nine, uh, you know the old guy on the front, mm-hmm. um, in uh, shrink wrap. So if I open Ooh, it, still it's sealed. Worth, yeah. So <laughs> it's worth a dollar if I open it, and if it's closed, it's worth five dollars so <laughs> i mean that's Actually, nothing about profit that's your i think it's worth like don't screw it up i don't know maybe a subway sandwich it's worth whatever a subway sandwich is now but wait celia aren't you gonna get it uh wada approved like graded yeah yep. i would waste my time like someone's time <laughs> grading a madden 99 no i don't think so i have a few graded games but um not madden 99 i also have my majora's mask in a madden 99 cartridge because in college one of my friends stepped on my cartridge and broke it and then the metal was kind of bent so you couldn't put it like in the game so I swapped out the cartridge with a Madden game because it was like 25 cents at a garage sale. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay. So Good it was really job. funny when people come over and Majora's Masks in there and people are like, oh, she really likes football. It's like, yeah. <laughs> You're like, <football>. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> totally. <laughs> what about you, Chambers? Um, you know what? I'll do a little different. I'll go with my most nostalgic, and that'll probably be Madden 2002 on the PS2 because when I got my PlayStation 2, like, I got that in Gran Turismo. Like, it was a Christmas gift. And, like, oh. I remember popping that in and being like, holy crap, this is so real. And, like, that was the one I played the most with my brother. So, that's probably, like, if there's one, like, I have a thousand Madden games in the collection now. Just because a lot of the time they're just so cheap. I'm like, all right, I'll spend a buck. Why not? But that's the one where, like, if I actually want to sit down and play a Madden, that's actually one of the ones I go for. Hmm. I thought you'd say Mutant League Football. I don't. I do love me some Mutant League football, but that would been like too normal of an answer for me. So, gotcha. I went, I went with the nostalgia route. Mystique. <laughs> Mystique's Sorry, his my dog. dog. My dog. <laughs> I've, yeah. Anyone watching the video? Anything? Anytime I'm looking up suddenly, that's my uh, wife chasing after the dog upstairs. <laughs> we have a puppy, and he likes to eat everything. Enjoy. <laughs> Next up, from G to the next level, are there any retro games that you have never beaten that you really want to go back and beat? My biggest burn for me right now is the original Ninja Gaiden on NES. Cheers. Celia, as a hundred percenter, what is your answer there? Uh, what's the white whale? <sighs> Quest? <laughs> I've already played through that. I have a rant about Quest. Uh, I'm trying to think, what is my white whale? DK64. I've never <laughs> been able to beat Mischief Makers. I need to go back as an adult and like replay it again. Okay. But I never got past the last guy, the little coyote rocket foot guy. I just didn't it just, just didn't haven't. work out with me. <laughs> now is that one, does it actually like sometimes when you're playing games you think, you know what, I might actually go back and try to beat that. And do you ever go down the path of starting it and then you realize, oh oh no. This isn't happening. No, the thing is, though, it's just that I just would get distracted with something else. Like, I'd go back and be like, oh, I love Mystery Makers. By the way, Mystery Makers is great. It might give you a little motion sickness, but it's, like, pretty good, though. <laughs> the camera's a little wonky, uh, that, even for a yeah. 2D game. Well, <laughs> no, yeah. So, for Mystery Makers, it actually, yeah, it's, it's one of the few 2D-ish, I guess, games on the Nintendo 64. And yep. you also use the D-pad, one of the few games you do that, too, with it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it just hurts your, your head. Uh, a little too much and i think that's why i stopped playing always but i remember really enjoying it so did you always have the motion sickness or you like me and then like well obviously you're not old yet but i'm an old man at this point and like i think i hit like 30 and all of a sudden i was like any overly snappy camera i would just sit there and go was it like late Uh, onset motion sickness or did you always have it so I can't remember what the exact cause was, but I remember playing it as a kid and then feeling really nauseous. But I think I also had the stomach flu and I'm just remembering it weird. Mm. Um, but I think, I don't know, just as an adult, like because like there's a level, I don't know if you guys played it, where you uh, 
it it swaps how the the screen is viewed so like it goes like vertical or horizontal or whatever and just seeing that and you're just like well um especially if you're not playing on a crt so there's no anti like alias like it just just, all of it looks crunched polygon background weird uh so anyways yeah it's fun go play it (laughs) so with the motion sickness have you dabbled in vr or does that keep you away from it oh god yeah i've dabbled in vr and i do sometimes feel nauseous i was at uh vr la i hope that's still a thing because it was really fun um i went on this like exercise bike that was also a vr ride super cool in theory but it really feels like you're going that fast because you're like pedaling the way it's doing it uh, yeah, I felt real sick after that. That was like, Ooh. I was like, oh, I gotta go. Uh, <laughs> it was fine. Everything was fine. I had water. But uh, yeah, that was. Whoops. So, so the real trick is we have to try that while we're drunk, is what you're saying. Oh my yes. god. Yes. We also bring a bucket. You know, yeah. for, for fun. Yeah. Everyone has a friendly bucket. I mean, we gotta be responsible, of course. Come on. <laughs> you don't VR and drink. Come on. But Jim, now what about you? What's the uh, What's the white whale in your life? Oh, God. Uh, you know what? If I'm going to go back to being a kid, Adventures of Batman and Robin on the Genesis. You never that beat game, that? No, that game was so balls hard. I've never been able to beat that. Hmm. And actually, as I was like recording uh, footage for a video I did this year, like it was actually the farthest I ever got. So I was like, oh, maybe I can go back and maybe give it an actual try and beat it. But I have so, so, so much other things to play right now. It's like, I don't have the time for that. Yeah. I don't have the time to get good anymore. I got to get my money's worth out of my multiple investments. <laughs> uh, so the one game, and Jim, I know you're in the same bucket with me, and we've talked about it. Without using codes or because we did footage for it, I've never sat down in one playthrough and beat Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Me and neither. it's a yep. tough, tough, very long game. It, it's not quite as bad as Kid Chameleon. But no, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's pretty rough, like to just sit down, especially even if like you and me play it. Like, it's a you just got to be really on top of your game, collect the keys the right way. Like, there's so much you have to do to really beat it effectively. And yeah, I've never in one sit, like sit down done it. So that's one I want to go back and and really try sometime. Mm-hmm. Now, but great question, G. I appreciate it, bud. Yep, next up from Eric Lewacki. With PS5s back in stock, are either of you planning on getting one this month? And if so, what brand of hockey pads will you be wearing to purchase a copy? Wait, PS5s are back in stock? I mean, probably for 10 minutes at a time. Oh, they are... I just looked it up right now. And, yeah, the uh, first thing that popped up was Walmart for $1,050. So, Some change. I don't know That's- if they're quite in stock. That probably not. Uh, probably that minute when that person. Yeah. It. Yeah, that's Walmart Marketplace. People confuse Walmart Online with Walmart Marketplace. It's kind of mm. like Amazon, where you can put any price you want. Like I could sell this glass right here for also a thousand dollars and call it PS Five. Do you, it. You want to buy it? <laughs> it's for sale right now. Yeah. Just write PS Five on it. There you go. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I've said I. If, if the Xbox uh, X or PS5 do become available for a reasonable price, like I'm not going, I'm not one of those people, I'm not going to pay out the S for scalper or I'll wait till it's back to regular price. Who knows how long that's actually going to be. But yeah, um, I, I've said I'm not going to go to a store try to get there like midnight or do any of those things I, i'm i'm not doing any of that i can wait i'm good with patience yeah i'm in the same boat like i'm not dying in to get to you know kill myself to try and get one of these things so, especially since they each only have like a handful of games that make it worth getting so now like with the xbox like all the performance boosting for the backwards compatible stuff cool that's a selling point but it's got like you know two games playstation's got like five i actually care about so I'll wait until it's a little more available and easy to get. And I'm also lazy and cheap. So, so lucky for you guys, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeons coming out for PlayStation 4. That's so right. So we don't have that problem. Okay, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> trying to think where she I could like, shift like it, it in. I'm a professional. Um, so for that, um, yeah, I'm waiting too. I, I don't pay scalping prices. I, yeah. I, there's never going to be a time in my life 
uh, watch the PS6. I'm like, oh, I'll pay anything. Take my house. <laughs> yeah. Take my cat. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, right. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Even if it was like, I don't know, Persona 6. I love Persona. Like, if that was coming out on yeah. the PS5 and I would aggressively want to play that game. It, it doesn't make sense to me. But I, I guess for some people, if they're really like, I don't know, they're excited about Elden Ring that's coming out or um, another game. If they want to play Bug Snacks on the PS5 or Cyber Shadow because it's also available for that, like they totally could. And I totally understand it. Now, wait, Celia. So Jim and I are notorious. We've said other than maybe two or three games, it's very rare we buy brand new games because it seems like any more games like will go down by 30 40 percent within two months and it's like i'll just wait and get it then because you know we also have backlogs are you in the same boat or are you uh what do you think you average as far as new games per year it depends um so like i will buy a bunch of games but they're also like four dollars because they've been out for eight (laughs) years so um for new games in particular i have to really love the franchise like I don't know when Breath of the Wild 2 comes out, I'm going to buy the heck out of it. I'm going to fight children for that. The kids are not even trying to fight me. They're going for something else. I'm like, get out of my way. (laughs) Um, Allegedly, legally, that's a joke. Okay. But like, um, but in general, like I tend to hold off on things unless it's like very important to me. It just depends. It really depends. I was going to say with your work schedule too, and especially when a certain game is coming out on a certain date very soon. You know, you've had a lot of time to spend with that. Yeah. But if you're not close to a release, you know, that you might have a little bit of time, but then you have to play your point and click games, right? <laughs> yeah. So, like, literally when I'm on my vacation, I'm probably going to play more Pocket Dungeon because uh, I'm addicted. It's really bad. Uh, I'm like, this interview and my work's getting in the way of my Pocket Dungeon I mean, yeah. Okay, okay, but um, yeah. No, I need to get through Phantasmagoria. I tend to like to like, what's it called? Hundred uh, percent my Steam list. I've been trying, mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see. I also need to beat a short hike. It's supposed to be a short hike, but I was doing everything else except hiking. Okay. You're like this so, is false advertising. I know, right? Wait, wait, hundred percent in your Steam list. How do you possibly do that when like Steam sales give you like a thousand games for a penny? I don't buy those. Um, so I'll get a game, and then I'll beat it, and then I'll get another game. Ah, look at you, um, self-control. <laughs> I know, except I bought four games this time, so I'm a, I'm a liar. But, like, besides that, I tend to, you know, one by one every so slowly. Like, I don't know, I had this Steam game called, like, Pony Island. And um, it's it's a game not about ponies. It's 0% about ponies. But, yeah, so, like... You I these false advertising games. <laughs> no, but it's very good. It's, it's, it's fun. I don't want to ruin it for you. It's probably, like, $5. So go check it out. Anyways, um, but, yeah, I never had that on my Steam list, and I refused to buy any more Steam games until I beat it. This was, like, two years ago, three years ago, but I did beat it, and I have more Steam games now. End of story. Bye. Okay. <laughs> So as so wait now you've sparked something in me as someone who loves a hundred percent like Jim avoids games with uh, story do you avoid like open ended uh, multiplayer games since they don't really have an end I don't play them um, I also don't play FPS games okay. um, nice. yeah a lot of online co op I don't do so yeah you did you found you found the genre that I avoid <laughs> um, it's because it's like oh. Like, I don't know, like, whenever I was really into Fortnite or whatever, um, there's, like, two things I don't like. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I don't think it's FPS. I think it's, like, third-person shooting, but whatever. I don't know it's still, it's Battle Royale, online shooter. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I don't care, and I don't feel like fighting children. I could go outside to Walmart to do that. Yes. Like, I don't need to Which you will be in the comfort of my own out. home. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I said children, because, like, in my head, I'm a kid, too. So I meant people my age. Yeah. And the kids, no. Okay, so, <laughs> so like, honestly, it's kind of those things where, like, yeah, I don't enjoy it because I can't really beat it. Like, I've played Fall Guys. It was really fun. Like, I've actually played with Mediatonic, like, their crew, and they were really okay. cool. Um, and, like, the game was awesome, and I understood that. But I wasn't very good at it, and I didn't, I can't complete it. You can't complete Fall Guys. Well, that, or maybe you yeah. can. I just didn't get it good enough. I don't know. Well, that, that was my point. When you said you liked 100%, I'm like, ooh, okay, so the antithesis of what you would like is these type of games. But now it's weird because modern consoles, you might not be able to complete it from a story standpoint, but you could achievement hunt or trophy hunt, depending on what system you like. Do you do any of that stuff? 
or not really no no like i don't like i used to do like self-imposed challenges where it's mm. like oh i was able to do this one that's cool but like as for like going through like all the trophies and all that it doesn't really matter much to me mm -hmm. so i'm just kind of like eh. so you never wasted your time like we did <laughs> no but like i don't know on the same note like banjo kazooie i found all the secret eggs and like you know the ice key and stuff like that but <laughs> I don't know. I think yep. I'm just getting old. <laughs> yep, you got to prove it. You got to record it and do it. That and DK64. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah. Get all four billion bananas. What a wonderful idea for you. I feel like you just start crying and, like, magically it'll start happening, right? Mm -hmm. That's how you play Donkey Kong? Oh, or is that's that how it, I play it. Donkey yeah. Kong 64? I don't know. You just keep running and jumping off every ledge possible until you find something. <laughs> all right. Here's, here's one for you. Gun to your head. You have to 100% one of them. Quest or Donkey Kong? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> She's like, that's the meanest thing anyone's ever asked me. Okay, so like the thing is, though, is that Quest 64, I know how to do it, but it hurts. But also, just the way the game is, is it? have you played Quest 64? No. It's an empty game, so it's game. like not hard because you just find the spirits along the path and you can upgrade certain things. We have to make sure to get the the rock move and the healing move because the other two don't matter. You have four choices and you pick like it's a 50-50 chance you're going to fail at the game and you'll soft lock yourself. But oh, anyways, perfect. it's a different story. <laughs> um, so technically you can 100% quest, but it hurts. <laughs> Because, like, the camera, like, you get into a random battle, and then the camera spins around. Yep. But everything looks the same. With Polygon, they like to use fog a lot, and just everything looked the same. So, basically, you just, like, get turned every time you did that. So, you just go back to the village a bunch of times. It was really bad. <laughs> um, and, like, the village is all empty. So, like, every village you go to, there's, like, nothing in it. There's, like, houses made, and I feel like they ran out of time, but that's it. Sorry, I will keep on just ragging on Quest 64. Um, I'm so sorry. Wait, I think no. THQ made that. Celia, um, here, here's a little yeah. uh, game for you. You have to market for Quest 64. What are the good features of it? Do you hate yourself? Because I have the game for you. <laughs> I don't know. It looks like it'd be a great RPG classic. Uh, yeah. For the Nintendo 64, we didn't get that. We made a sequel, though, called Aiden's Quest, which really wasn't a sequel, more of a spiritual su successor of sucking. So <laughs> you got that, too. I don't know. I, I have a lot of anger because I was not a PlayStation kid. I was a Nintendo 64 kid, and, like, my PlayStation friends got Final Fantasy. Like, whoa, oh, my gosh, mind-blown, amazing, polygons, look so realistic. Don't look at it now. It's not realistic. Um, <laughs> and then I had Quest, and I'm like, yeah. what did I do wrong? Oh. Yeah, yep. I uh, <laughs> I love that. By the way, I, I like that breakdown. <laughs> so, Jim, who asked that question? That was Eric. <laughs> oh yeah, that was from Eric. Oh, awesome. thanks, Eric. <laughs> so, She's, I guess Donkey Kong. Yeah, Donkey Kong. <laughs> Chambers, enjoy yeah. that hundred hours to get that done. <laughs> and last up from Phony Montana. Rather than drinking alcohol after a long workday, I personally prefer smoking a joint or a bowl because I know I'll be well-rested and not feel sluggish the next day like I would from drinking. What are your personal feelings on weed and why you choose to use or not use it? Well, on PA, it is still not a thing. So, officially, it's you can't do it. But I'm, I'm saying if you do do it in places you can, go for it. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Just be responsible. I do it once a year at this point on family vacation because I know I'm not responsible with it because I remember how I was in college. <laughs> so if when I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it a little too much, and that's all I wanted to do. So now i got to use a little self-control, and I'm old. So, but no, so I'm not against it at all. And, you know, if it gets legalized, cool. But, yeah, I just stay away except for when I know I have absolutely nothing to, you know, have to do the next day or and ever. <laughs> I live in California. <laughs> okay, that's my answer. <laughs> yeah, you're on the opposite end of the spectrum as PA right now, unfortunately. Well, fortunately Stupid Quakers. For you, so. <laughs> yes, that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone. And if you're new to the show, please head on over to patreon.com 
slash trick bear play game where you know from one dollar all the way up to ten bucks you can either get a shout out every week get a game request of your choice ask a question every week on the power hour or even use our comments or section and uh, descriptions as a billboard for your content so head on over there check out everything we got exclusive content all that good stuff yep and uh thank you guys once again truly appreciate all the support and please make sure to get those questions in because we love interacting with you guys. And if you're in the higher tiers, request whichever video games you want us to review because we want to get to them for you guys. Yep. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out. And if you have any rebuttals to anything we say, head on over to the YouTube page and leave a comment there because it'll really help us out over there too. All right. So we are back now. Got new beers in hand. I have the new shirt, which if you've seen off our website, it has the new logo. It's tough to see a little bit, but uh, thank you everyone who has ordered it. All right, Chambers. So we for this week's reoccurring bit, we got which is better. And you put this up here and I'm, I'm going to be interested in what you two say because you're much more into it. What's better, Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh? Because if you follow Celia on there, she has she actually how we started talking for the most part on YouTube or on uh, Twitter is me just making some dumb comment when she was like th- uh, showing some Yu-Gi-Oh stuff off, and then you go on her Instagram, ton of Yu-Gi-Oh, ton of Pokemon. So that got me thinking, that's like when you're growing up in the late 2000s, that's like that's the thing. Which camp are you? So Celia, you get the floor. Which one would you say has your heart more? Okay, so when you say that, do you mean as a game? Or do you mean oh, as an anime mm. series? Because I mean, You can break there's... it down as you want, or you can say overall franchise, too. Okay, so I hard. enjoy the Pokemon franchise more. Um, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! have a lot of things in common, like they they probably should have stopped going a long time ago. <laughs> Just kidding. But like it's one of those things where like Not it's wrong. been generations and generations and generations and generations of games now, where it's like, are you a fan of Yu-Gi-Oh! Great. When did you actually start playing the game? Uh, and the reason why I say that is that it's just like, like now you're doing synchro summoning, but I think it's something new now. And it's oh, like, it's I, I, I played Yu-Gi-Oh! in the time of the dual discs. <laughs> like, uh, so in the very beginning. Uh, but at the same time, like with Pokemon, like I haven't played Sword and Shield. I haven't played any of the new stuff. Like I, I don't know who new the Pokemon are, but they are exciting and fun. So that's why I think I'm going to go with Pokemon because I was playing the new Pokemon Snap. And I, even though it was Pokemon, I don't even know. And I'm like, who are you? Um, I, I really enjoyed it. So I'm going to go with that series. But as an anime, oh my God, Yu-Gi-Oh! is so like bananas. Like it's <laughs> really cool. Uh, if you actually read the manga at volume six, Joey almost kills somebody. It's really, really <laughs> violent for no reason. <laughs> I was going to say, did that actually keep up to Vons? Because I know like Yu-Gi-Oh! Zero, what they yeah, consider zero. anime. Yeah, it was like super dark and like violent and like that's how the manga actually first started. Like yeah. Digging Games was just like, you know, your life's actually on the line when, you know, eventually the anime we all know and love. It's like, oh, Shadowrun. <laughs> okay. So, you know, really, it kept Shadow it going Realm? that long, huh? Yeah, this uh, the Shadow Realm doesn't even exist. It's hell. Four kids made that up when they brought it over here. Mm. Now that's... I'll, I'll like the purple fog, better. all the stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just added in when they got a hold of it. There is no Shadow Realm. Really, nothing like that. So yeah, they play games there, in or hell. Or just like hell flames around them. <laughs> yeah, they're just in hell. Like, well, they're in darkness, but like, an oh. anime haze. But you know, it's not. It's not the shadow realm. All right, I'll still say that's a little bit better than what Dragon Ball Z did with uh, the home for infinite losers, instead of uh, going just saying it's straight in hell. But huh, I did not know that. Now, what do you call it? As a card game, did you ever dabble in the Pokemon game too, or did you just? I collected the cards, but I uh, just looked at them. I played uh, once in the fourth grade with my friend Alexis, and we got in this big fight about it. And I was like, I don't want to play anymore. And then that was the end of me playing Pokemon <laughs> the card game. Mm. For old heads like me and Brian, that's what we do with Pogs. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Collect, collect, collect. Do you want to play? How do we do that? I don't know. It's like marbles, except they're flat. You have to, you have to smack them yeah, down, kind of like Squid Games. Rules. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jim, I can give my answer. It's just like Celia's, which is Pokemon. But that's as someone, as an outside observer, honestly, and I know a lot of people get mad, Yu-Gi-Oh! to me always seemed like the knockoff Pokemon. And I'm, I know that's a broad statement. I, I, I get it. Um, but I have zero... Um, I have no, I, I haven't played that at all. I'm not involved with it. So it's coming from a place of ignorance. That's how I think most casual gamers look at it. So Pokemon, 
yeah, I think takes the cake when it comes to that. All right. Well, of course, I got to be the voice oh, of reason here, and I got to go with the superior one, which is obviously Yu-Gi-Oh. So that means everyone's going to agree it's Pokemon. Go ahead. Uh, of course they were going to agree it's Pokemon. I mean, look, I can't touch the video game. Well, then again, if you don't like straight-up RPGs, you want a little splice in your life, Yu-Gi-Oh has games all across the board, all different ways that they've tried to do the uh, the card game and adapt it into other things. You have real-time strategy games, you have weird tactics games, you have weird grid-based games. You just got a little bit of everything, except for Dungeon Dice Monsters, which kind of sucks. But, uh, like Silly said, I think the, the anime is so much better. Um, and as a straight-up card game, too, I tried to get into Pokemon and I couldn't, but Yu-Gi-Oh definitely sucked me in for a long time. But I'm also like Celia, where I have no idea what the hell's going on with that game now. <laughs> I picked up a uh, Dual Link Evolution on the Switch, which is like it runs the gamut from like the original all the way to today. And I spent like a minute with it. I tried to do like a game or two with the new one, and there was so much going on, it almost gave me a headache like right away. So yeah. let me keep with like a few effect cards, and that's about it. Synchro Summoning, I think, was where I like stopped too. That's when I was like, okay, I can kind of get this, but it's a little too much for me now. Yeah. Also, Sacred Cards. Play Sacred Cards for Game Boy Advance. It's so good. Oh, I need to play that one. I've never touched that one. So I've played an unhealthy amount of hours of that one. <laughs> that was me with Duel Cinder Roses on PS2. Like, I put nice. hundreds of hours into that just trying to get lucky with the slot machine to complete the entire set. I, that's one I wanted 100% and get every single card in. And if I had, like, a white whale for, like, going back and complaining, it would probably be that. So the important takeaway is me and Celia are right. Jim's wrong. And hey. yeah, Pokemon's better. <clears throat> yeah. Easy there. <laughs> so with that first, uh, Celia, we have all the links below. But why don't you one more time let everyone know, uh, when is this certain game coming out? Yeah, so Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon. If you don't know what Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon is, well, it is a puzzle action adventure with a dungeon crawling twist that we developed alongside Vine. Uh, it takes everything that we love about a falling block puzzles and mix it together with like a dungeon crawling type roguelike adventure. We really hope you enjoy it. It's coming out on December 13th for Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and PC. So it's on Steam. Go check it out right now. If you, I don't know when this is going to air, but currently there are pre-orders open for Steam and Nintendo Switch. So go check it out. If you have any more questions about the game, you can hit us up on Twitter. We're at Yacht Club Games. You can also hit us up on Facebook. We're facebook.com slash Yacht Club Games. We also like to stream on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific standard time and we're twitch.tv slash yacht club games see there's a pattern here yacht club games head us up <laughs> also you're welcome to check out our website we post all of our announcements there at yachtclubgames.com wow that was great and if you want to look up me personally i'm sorry why but besides that you can find me on twitter uh twitter.com slash celia b with three e's and then i'm also on instagram i'm kosher gamer i post about retro games collecting and random anime stuff i also post some dank memes they're pretty good pretty good <laughs> definitely give follow to yacht club games and celia on instagram with that we want to say thank you so much for joining us uh can't wait to have you on again in the future maybe we'll, we'll be able to get you to bring some beer on as well next and time <laughs> make sure check out that game check out the links below you can pre-order it by the time you're watching this video it'll come out next week so please uh with everyone thank you for listening and cheers cheers everyone <laughs>